Hello and welcome to Season 2 of Something Rotten, a show with Jacob Geller and Blake Hester where we talk about gross, ugly, rotten games. You might have listened to our first season on Max Payne 3, and today we are back starting afresh with 2007's hottest, best-reviewed game, Kane and Lynch, Dead Men. My name is Jacob Geller. I am here with Blake Hester. Blake, how are you doing? Jacob, I'm great. Thanks for asking. Um, I forgot to mention before we jumped on our call that we actually need to issue an apology before jumping into this episode. Uh, So I want to go ahead and get that out of the way. I would like to formally apologize to Blake Hester for playing Kane and Lynch, Dead Men. Um, Didn't foresee the issues he would run into and the strife he would subject him to. So I wanted to go ahead and issue a public apology. I think we can extend that to any listeners who felt like they should play along uh, with the (laughs) series. We very much appreciate you and your commitment. And I'm sorry um, for reasons that we will get into shortly. Or reasons Uh, you probably already know if you are playing along with us. Because good (laughs) lord. And if you're playing on Sony's PlayStation 3 console, home computer entertainment system, an extra apology to you, because that (laughs) thing is busted. So let's, I think let's talk a little, before we even get into the game, let's talk about, like, what we were thinking about with this series, and maybe why Kane and Lynch came to mind after Max Payne 3, because we started this, and and it was a, a charity stream for game query like milestone where we said if we get this amount of money blake and i will do a podcast about max Payne, which is something that we have you know we've both just been obsessed with that game for a while i think it is fair to say that neither of us have been obsessed with kane and lynch for any period of time no i never i never even touched (laughs) it until friday (laughs) that's that's right um but when we were thinking about kind of the unique ugliness of Max Payne 3, or maybe maybe not the unique ugliness, the fact that in in a kind of span of around five years from maybe 2007 to 2012 or so, there were a lot of games that came out that felt nihilistic and, and harsh and gross and kind of didn't really have a moral or anything, and that's not, no spoilers uh, on, on our thoughts because I assume Blake hasn't even played the second part of this game yet um but when we were talking about that at least for me just the like just the characters of kane and lynch came to mind as just like the whole hook of this game is like you're two pissed off white guys (laughs) who just shoot people and that's that's really all i knew about it but it just seemed it just seemed to have that vibe even having never touched the game now having played it do you Do you think we were right? Like, do you think that it has that sort of vibe? With the caveat that I have not played Kane and Lynch 2 Dog Days yet, um, Mm -hmm. I will say when I envision what Something Rotten is slash about, it is basically the uh, any trailer for Kane and Lynch 2 Dog Days is basically like a good visual metaphor for what this show is exploring. Um, This game... No, mainly because it's such a nothing game. Like, I don't know what the conceit for a podcast 
should be that Kane and Lynch Deadman would fit in, other than if you want to play, like, I guess bad, janky games. I'm sure there's lots of podcasts that dissect that. But this game is, like, nothing. Despite, there's a lot of messaging around the gritty story Eidos wanted to put out with this. And I play it, and I guess on the surface, there's the themes of the Something Rotten podcast, the nihilism and the shitty white dudes. Uh, but I... I was nervous jumping on this call because I didn't know what to dissect about this game other than how bad it feels to play. <laughs> well, okay, so I think I think there's there's some stuff that we'll be able to talk about mm. because there are there are little you know Max Payne Three was a game that felt like there was so much going on in every aspect yeah. of it that it was like how can we possibly untangle this knot you know that like it's going in every direction and it's making such like big strides in every direction that even getting a handle on what it was was challenging this i feel like is uh eminently conceivable it's not a confusing (laughs) game there's not much going on but there are there are little flashes of things that are kind of interesting and so i do i i I think we'll have there's i want to find something in this game this is kind of my my goal and we should say also this is going to be another five episode series but because these games are very short and kind of less substantial than max Payne, this one and the next one are going to be on kane and lynch dead men and then the following three will be on kane and lynch two dog days so we're gonna have two on kane and lynch one and three on kane and lynch two uh and so this one we are playing up until the end of uh, chapter eight, which is called Breakout. Uh, for, for anyone following along, which again, you shouldn't, you're fine. Um, but let's talk about when this game came out. So 2007, I don't know if you've looked at uh, the games that came out in 2007. Pretty good year. Let me guess <laughs> real quick. Yes, go for it. 2007. That would have been Bioshock 1. That's right. Good game, despite a uh, bad creator. Uh, let's see. So that would have also been Uncharted 1. Oh, is that true? It probably is. Um, yes, correct. So, and then Assassin's Creed 1. Also correct. And... Those are the only three big ones that are coming to mind. <laughs> okay, you ready? Yeah. You ready for this? Okay. Wait, 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 wait. One more. Yes. Grand Theft Auto 4? Or was that 2008 or 9? Uh, I don't think that was 2007. Okay. Uh, but instead of GTA 4, we got Call of Duty 4, Modern oh, Warfare. Good ass game. Halo 3, Crisis, Super Mario Galaxy, Portal, Mass Effect, The Orange Box, God of War 2, Metroid Prime 3, Rock Band, Guitar Hero 3, Crackdown. It's it's nuts how many good games came out that year. And so... Also, really I quick, think, Half-Life 2, Episode 2. Yeah, I said The Orange Box, but oh, okay. that's, in, that's included. Okay. Though I did say Portal as well as The Orange Box. So, yeah, a lot, lot of good stuff. So, I think one of the a challenge we might run into in this is trying to talk about this game in the time that it came out because it's really easy to dunk on a game in 2007 while we're sitting in 2020 sure but 
as as we've just demonstrated games were really good in 2007 and so it's like i don't want to give it too much leniency because also clearly other people knew how to make a really entertaining game back yeah, then that's so that's like there was a push and pull going on in my mind while i was playing through this and it's kind of something i think a lot of people who want to go back and revisit a game they really loved from a decade ago or just play a game from a decade ago uh, kind of has to confront with is how playable a game will be through, you know, once it's mm -hmm. aged. And so I was playing this and I was like, at first I wanted to write it off as like, oh, you know, it's a what 13 year old game. I guess it just hasn't aged well. And then I, I started to think about 2007 and like Bioshock, which is I haven't gone back to Bioshock in a long time, but like, Probably it probably plays well. Uncharted One probably plays better, even though it wasn't the greatest play. <laughs> Yo, it, it's it's pretty rough. But I mean, well, just the fact that I, like you know you had like COD Four and stuff, yeah. meaning that you had had COD Three and COD Two, which both played great. You yeah. know, in the previous year. So obviously, it takes a long time to make a game, and and it's not like they could be learning from the games that came out in the same year. But even thinking about what preceded those games, they still, like, right. nailed down shooting controls, pretty much. That's where I landed with my thoughts on that, is I stopped giving Kane and Lynch the credit of, like, oh, it's a 13-year-old game, so it plays wonky. I was like, well, no, it didn't come out in fucking 2002, despite mm -hmm. the fact it feels like it does at some Yeah, it's points. like we, it, we knew what, like, dual stick controls and stuff were supposed to be. And hitboxes. Yeah, yeah. So so when this game came out, I was reading uh, some reviews from Metacritic today, mm -hmm. and there was an interesting mix. I mean, it is firmly mixed. It's got like a 65 or something, and so not, you know, especially in kind of the realm of game reviews, not considered good. But what was surprising to me is that a lot of them talked about, like, you know, they were like, well, the game has, like, great atmosphere and interesting characters, and it's just a shame that, like, the wonky gameplay lets it down. Sure. And that was kind of shocking to me, because when I was playing this, I was... I think the the marketing for this game was very effective in selling Kane and Lynch as characters. Yeah. You know, like, I hadn't touched this game, but I knew their vibe. I knew that Kane was this kind of, like gruff whatever dude and then lynch was like the crazy one who like was on drugs and did stuff and and i think that's pretty much exclusively due to the strength of the marketing mm. and so i was surprised when i started playing this how little of that there was you know like yeah. there's there's actually not much uh, anything in the game you know like they don't they don't talk nearly as much as i expected them to and they don't seem to play off each other's wackiness as much there's very little characterization um despite ostensibly this being a character driven story uh like you said there's there's not too much banter between characters and then cutscenes rarely last more than 45 seconds so even mm -hmm. the game does not afford itself you know in the time it's supposed to deliver the story the game does not allow itself to go beyond you know the most quintessential moments to progress the plot which is usually someone gets punched or dies oftentimes a woman uh but beyond yes. that you know you're not getting much out of it i do slightly disagree with you though in that i think 
uh, Kane sucks, whatever. Lynch, though, I do kind of find oddly compelling. He's weirdly funny, um, and he has some interesting nuggets to him. Uh, playing this game in 2020, I'm allowed to have the hindsight of history, so I'm looking forward to seeing how that's delivered upon in the second game, because I assume in the first one, he is uh, not going to be much more than interesting nuggets, he kind of says throughout no, the game. No, but you're, you're right, because... Even while I was playing this and not knowing anything about the second, I was kind of thinking, why am I not playing as Lynch? Yeah. You know, like, he just seems more fun. And we should say this, this game was designed as a co-op game. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, the all the, all the marketing and everything and the different characters are supposed to lead into you are playing this with a friend, one of you is playing each character, and... In some missions, at least, the characters are experiencing different things. And so early on, there's like the bank heist mission, where as Kane, you just do this very boring, like, go down to a safe and shoot a bunch of dudes while someone else opens the safe and open it up. And then you come upstairs, and Lynch is just like shooting civilians. But if you're playing as Lynch, you would actually not see them as civilians. You would see them as like, you know, hostile, what? like, police or, or whatever. And so it does a little of that interesting, like, you're not seeing the same things as each other. And that's a really cool idea. I didn't know that, actually. I'm playing it, like, solo. Yeah, so there's there's some weird stuff that happens with Lynch where you will... I think you even, like, see characters having, like, dog heads or something. Like, they make it kind of crazy, which, again, is, like... If you're playing it single player, why do we have to play this just like sack of shit with no personality? <laughs> yeah. It's, got it's a cool so scar, frustrating. Though. It's got a dope scar. Yeah, he, he does have a scar. Um, and so that is that is something that I think we should put up front is like we are not experiencing the optimal version of this game yeah. because we're not playing it co-op. But there are the first mission. It's like, oh, these characters are doing different things. Pretty much every subsequent mission, not really. Mm-hmm. You're just kind of walking next to each other the whole time. And so it seems like they might have started big with their ambitions and then kind of just called it quits. Okay, I, that is a good summation of a lot of my feelings on this game. Is each level on paper, if you wrote out what you were going to do in a or in level one, two, three, etc., would sound awesome. Maybe not uh, mm-hmm. mind blowing, kind of just like a Michael Mann movie, but every yeah, but like Michael Mann seems like the vibe they're exactly going for. every level on paper of this game should be awesome. You have awesome shootouts through you know downtown LA and on freeways, and you have fights and Tokyo nightclubs and shootouts and fucking donut shops. It's just the execution of everyone feels so. I. <laughs> I hate this term because I'm not a game designer or a game developer, but unfinished in a way like the setup will be really cool. And if feels easy to imagine the execution where this whole game is very fun, if not kind of formulaic, but like a bombastic good time. But once when you're actually in control of this game, it doesn't matter what they wrote down on paper. The execution of it always feels like there's something massive missing to it. I think that's a it's a really good point. And I also think unfinished is actually 
not unkind because what I what I don't want to call it and what I never want to call a game is lazy. Sure. And people people throw away, like throw around the term lazy and mm-hmm. it's like we have no clue what the situation of development was. Game dev is almost always a nightmare, you know, people yeah. are working long hours and they're rushed and whatever. And and one of the bizarre things about this game that I think speaks to your kind of like blueprint theory you know if we can call it that is that this game is three hours long and has 16 chapters you know like that's that's a lot of environments and that's a lot of just like moving around and you spend so little time in each of them that you kind of have to wonder what happened and maybe if if they had more things to do in each section that got cut out because mm-hmm. they just didn't have the budget for it or or if they realized that the gameplay kind of couldn't sustain longer periods in each of those locales or something because it's it's weird that that you were like where should i stop and i was like chapter eight and you were like how long will that take and i was like an hour and a half <laughs> yeah i there are parts of this game that are still technically impressive. I think, like, the nightclub section is something we should talk about. The just yeah. raw amount of characters this game has on screen, which um, IO Interactive would actually be, like, super praised for maybe five years later with Hitman Absolution with their crowd Well, tech. no, they, they even did that before because they oh, did really? that with, with Blood Money, I oh, think. Okay. Like, like, Hitman previously had a nightclub level that was a similar packed amount of characters okay. like on the PS2 I think it was really impressive okay so there, I didn't know that actually um I just remember it with absolution um mm-hmm. there's a lot of stuff like that where the game is still technically impressive but then there'll be some there'll be like the but other then you have side to play of, it yeah there'll be the other side of the coin of the level one that sticks in my mind is the chase through downtown LA which is like cool and fun and you're like you're in the back of this fucking van just shooting the entire LAPD which in 2020 that's fucking rad um (laughs) but you're like it's this crazy chase and then after like four or five minutes of it they stop sending cops for just two or three minutes and you just kind of sit there yeah you sit there and then it's like they just like put you in a parking lot and they're like we gotta start the car again, and then that just, like, it it just kind of grinds to a halt, but I agree that there are some of those things where it's, like, you're playing it, and you see, like, the physics attached to some of those cars when you shoot them is, like, genuinely neat, Yeah, and and then it just stops, and it really, it, it seems like one of those things where it's like you know maybe maybe they put this together for a trailer or whatever and so they like had like some parts that looked like really cool and polished and then it was just like they couldn't keep up that level of polish for the rest of it but anyway let's let's start at kind of like the beginning like the the table setting that this game does um because i feel like it gives you hope early on that it will oh. be a little interesting the the opening of this game's really strong i mean like the first cutscene, i think is really really cool mm-hmm. yeah so it's got it's got kane it's a pre-rendered uh piece of piece of graphics um it's got kane and and kind of just like in these very shadowy environments that you eventually find out is like a prison you know that that he's being kind of taken from one place to another and and you have definitely kind of tropey but not poorly delivered lines about 
you know, basically him being, what, a failure of a man or, or, like, wanting to see what we find out is, like, his family again. Yeah, well, he's ruminating on the end of his life because what we're learning is he's about to be executed, which right. um, there is a there is a weird thing with the his planned execution. I believe the game insinuates he's only been in prison for, like, three years, which, as far as I understand, if you're on death row, you got to wait, like, a decade or more before they actually execute oh, you. Oh, it wouldn't. I mean, and, like, in L- L.A. is not executed. Executing people. <laughs> yeah, yes. yeah, right. That's another good point there. But. Um, yeah, so a, a little, a little uh, blip in the logic there. But anyway, yeah. So he's he's on death row, um, and and then you're in you're in a van, and you meet Kane very briefly. Uh, and he basically just says to you like, "Hey, put your head down." Yeah, um, that's and the then, moment. That's, and then the van gets hit. That's the moment I really like is the confusion of that moment. You don't know who this dude is, and all of a sudden, you know, he's part of an orchestrated attack that you seem to be in the middle of. It's mm-hmm. it's a really cool way to get the game going, but also keep the player confused as to what is happening. I really enjoyed that, like, opening few minutes. Yeah, so, uh, so here's something that happened to me in the few minutes. Uh, I had confusion breaking the fourth wall because this is a... Uh, old game that I was playing on my PC, uh, and the first in-game graphics you see are super out of focus, just incredibly Mm. blurry, and I was like, oh god, there's some graphics driver issue that, like, doesn't work (laughs) with my 2020 computer, and so as soon as the game started, I, like, went into my graphics menu and was like, okay, maybe if I, like, turn off anti-aliasing or something, and then eventually I realized, like, oh, no, that's just what the game looks like, and it eventually kind of comes together. See, you, but don't, it is... you don't have this problem when you play on PS3. I don't even know what yeah. anti-aliasing is. <laughs> <laughs> so, so the first, yeah, the first couple minutes are interesting, and you're you're thrown into this kind of chaos, and it is very, like, beginning of a video game where it's like, you don't really have a weapon, a character is basically just telling you to run down a hallway, but there's like enough going on that it's like, oh, this feels this feels kind of neat. Like I will, I will run away from this. Um, and and then you receive uh, first a pistol and then some other firearms. And I think as soon as you start shooting, you texted me. You were just like, oh no. <laughs> uh, yeah. There is a point about 10 minutes into this level where I became stuck for a while, uh, continuously dying. And it was the moment I realized what, uh, was in store for me for the rest of the experience. I'll, I'll explain the moment. The level is very cookie cutter. It introduces you very early to, um, Shooting, climbing, um, the, how bad the aiming is going to be for the rest of your gaming experience introduces you to all the core mechanics. Um, and then there's there's a section where you go into a warehouse, climb uh, the ladders to the upper floor of the warehouse, and then escape through the window. And then you're supposed to run across an alleyway while a helicopter and some cops shoot at you to escape into another building. Uh, what happened to me in this area is when I would jump out the window, uh, the fall damage in this game very extreme. Uh, Kane takes fall damage if he falls more than uh, four and a half inches. Uh, so you have to do numerous several feet falls, which puts your uh, health bar right at the end. The screen will go red on you at this point. Uh, and then if you run, there are people shooting at you. So if you take one bullet, you'll die. 
And it took me maybe five or six tries before I don't know the solution. I did the exact same thing every single time, and just one time I did not die. Uh, but this game, point being, this game sh- taught me very early on that this was going to be a miserable experience by the fact it was inconsistent with how to just get from point A to point B on the path. It's I, I don't I don't remember having that, but I do I do remember yeah just the experience in the first level of like I think one of the the fundamental things that makes shooting so so we talked about with Max Payne three kind of uncomfortably how responsive the shooting feels in the world that when you when you hit someone with a bullet the way they react to that bullet is incredible you know that that like the ragdolls in max Payne 3 still feel about as advanced as like anything we've got in terms of just like what a person being shot feels like and although that sounds kind of sadistic to talk about especially in the context of games that's feedback you know Mm -hmm. and you want to know that you're doing the right thing and so when you when the gameplay is you have to shoot people and when you shoot people they react really strongly that's great because that tells you that you're doing the right thing in kane and lynch they they truly do not react at all you know that that you basically there there will be an enemy and you will shoot you'll have to shoot them five times before they die and the first four times you shoot them there's almost no way to know that they you even hit them and then the fifth time they fall over dead mm-hmm. and and it's so unsatisfying to just kind of like click on people who who don't react and you just have to assume that you're hitting them because you just have no other feedback yeah this game is uh like most video games all about shooting people and it is mostly broken in this game in numerous numerous ways it's always surprising how broken the shooting is i mean like it's unresponsive as you said but also in its hitboxes are inconsistent um i and i i were you mentioned it in the ugly games video you put out i have also had this issue where even if my reticle is over the dude's forehead in between his eyes and I hit shoot, there's like a 50% chance every bullet will miss. And then I was watching a playthrough and even this playthrough, like every example or person I've seen play this game has had this issue where it just bullets do not register a lot of times in this game. It's so, it's so frustrating. I mean, I feel like we've, we've mostly worked it out now. I haven't played a shooter in a while that felt frustrating in this way but there's this period of time especially with third person shooters where your reticule was it, it seemed like they kind of didn't know how to implement not perfect accuracy yeah you know and so like the most common version was just like say you've got kind of an inaccurate weapon like a pistol it shows you the range on the screen that the pistol could hit and it's kind of wide and so you know that like even as much as you try to center it on someone the bullets might go in one direction or another but in this even though the reticule is wide the actual potential places that your bullets will go is far wider and Mm -hmm. so you just have no idea where they're going and like some level of inaccuracy is interesting because you don't want to feel like you're shooting a, a laser gun 
But this is just, like, immensely frustrating because it's like, I don't know what I can do better. You know, like, I am aiming in the right place and the game is just not letting me hit because it just decides that I'm not going to hit. And unfortunately, that's one thing, perhaps the worst thing about the shooting, but also everything around it has its little quirks and flaws. Uh, getting in cover in this game is basically useless, if and that's if you can get in cover, which is uh, another problem in and of itself. I, I haven't fully figured out how the cover system works. I think you walk up. It's different if you're walking versus crouching. If you're walking... You have to walk up to a wall and then, like, on on console or on controller, hit the move button twice towards the wall, and then sometimes he'll zap to the wall. But if you're crouched, all you have to do is be near the wall, and he'll automatically zap to it. But then if you're in cover, popping out of cover, I'd say I estimate a 70% chance. When you shoot, you will just hit the wall or surface. (laughs) So... The move, actually, is to never be behind cover in this game. It's to stand in the open just so you have a higher chance of your bullets not hitting the surface and then hopefully hitting the intended target. The shooting in this game. And I want to point out, Gears of War 1 came out the year before this game. Uh, So we we had figured shooters out because Gears of War, the greatest third-person shooter of all time, still feels amazing. Uh, (laughs) This game... The absolute polar opposite I mean, of what even, they did there. Even the original two Max Paynes. Yeah. You know, we're great. Um, and you're on PC, right? And you're, you yeah. had similar issues? Oh, so- yes. And it's, I mean, boy, I'll tell you. You know, it's like you expect a, a little kind of like inaccuracy with a controller just because yeah. it's like it sticks and they're imperfect. But like I am used to clicking on things with a mouse. And so that not working was just like hair pullingly frustrating. I think that's important to point out that because we, we had a s- similar conversations when we did Max Payne three is the controller being the clearly inferior way to play that game. Uh, this Kane and Lynch, the shooting, it they're, sucks. They're all, all equally inferior. Yeah. Uh, may, there are probably more flaws with the shooting that I'll remember over time, but those are the major ones that stand yeah. out. So okay, so so we've got we've got this beginning uh, level, which showcases some good stuff, a lot of bad stuff. There's yeah. one moment that I I remember liking a lot. That was kind of like, oh, that's just like a fun moment where you're kind of you're going through, you're escaping with like a bunch of prisoners. It's not just mm. you and Lynch. There are like a bunch of guys running. And you break into the back of this like donut shop, and there's a guy who's trying to open the door. Do you? I, I don't know. Yeah, if it's in the this. diner. I know exactly. Yeah, so what so you're, you're in a about. diner, and a guy's like, "Why is the door locked?" And then suddenly, just like, <laughs> you know, the, the whole the whole diner is just like lit up with with you know fire from police across the street, and it was like that was an interesting enough moment that I was like. Maybe this will have some cool ideas, you know, yeah, because it's like that whole... I recognize you're working with a small budget. You know, the graphics aren't great. The shooting isn't great. But like, that's a fun idea for a thing. And mm. that gave me hope that like there would be interesting stuff because that's just like kind of fun writing. That whole diner section is cool because it's just a diner being blown to shit like a downtown L.A. diner. Well, it's near LAX. So yeah, downtown LA. Like the whole section is pretty cool even with that gag included. Like just it's a it's a cool environment for a firefight plus an added yeah. neat little gag. And and I think that 
remains consistent, that most of the environments are, in theory, cool. Definitely. 100%. Uh, in theory. So so after that, you um, the next scene is you kind of make it out of there, and then you wake up, and you've got a, a bag over your head, and so it's like... It's just kind of blurry vision, you know, and you're yeah. being like dragged towards this group and you find out that it's it's a crime syndicate collective whatever, you know, they're just like a group of criminals. They have a and, great name. Oh yeah, you want to you want to tell us that name? The 7. Yeah, and it's the <laughs> no space number 7. Yeah, the 7. <laughs> Which I haven't counted. Are there seven of them? Because it seems like there's only like four of them. It's. I will tell you that uh, this game has perhaps the least memorable uh, secondary and tertiary characters I've yeah. ever seen. So you won't be able to remember. <laughs> um, and so and so they have a conversation with Kane where where they're saying basically you. Correct me on this because it's it's foggy, but it's like you stole from us or you you owe us money. You kind of screwed us over, and so we mm-hmm. broke you out of death row because you need to repay your debt to us. Is that yeah, right? That's exactly it. Yeah, they Kane is accused of betraying them, and Kane's counter argument is, "I didn't betray you all intentionally. I thought you all were dead." But mm-hmm. you are unclear on the specifics of right. what happened with this betrayal. Um, and so and so they tell him, all right, you're going to do a job for us. And that job is, you know, a, a bank heist, basically. Mm-hmm. Is it just so, only supposed to be that? Or are they basically like, you're going to be our like dude as, who just does everything now? As far as I understand, they're just telling Lynch to get the job done and then everything that precedes it is basically lynch's call um lynch's you know go figuring out what he needs to do with this but i don't think the seven ever indicates you need to go here then there and do these specific things right so so they give him they give him some amount of agency but they also are like here this dude's gonna make sure you don't fuck us again and that dude is lynch and so he's kind of like alongside making sure that you don't try to betray them again or do whatever. Um, and then this just leads into kind of a tutorial. But was Why? there anything else? <laughs> well, I have. I would love to unpack the second level of this game with you here, Jacob. Uh, first off, the Seven uh, is implied to be a master organization of mercenaries, which, you know, I, I think further implies that they are rather intelligent human beings. Uh, sure. Why did they decide Lynch was the best person to trust with this job here? Lynch, it's... who is er- introduced as an absolute wild card. He's he he predates Trevor Phillips, but is mm-hmm. basically Trevor Trevor Phillips, uh, slightly dialed back a little bit. Yeah. Well, I mean, or Kane. Like the amount of effort it takes to break someone out of death row. It's like, yeah. just get another dude who didn't betray you. Yeah, and then, but even if you're gonna do that, a breakout, a better person than Lynch, who's just an idiot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. It's it's confusing why they put so much faith in exactly. these people. But but something okay, something that I do find interesting and I and I actually really like with their character relationship is like Lynch is supposed to be this like crazy wacky dude mm. and like Trevor in GTA 
is is this wild card who's also like super kind of aggro and like like alpha all the time and something that i find interesting about lynch is like kane is just a piece of shit and he like yells at him all the time and lynch gets kind of like cowed you know that he feels he feels like he has kind of an inferiority complex or something and that's interesting because usually i feel like if you were going to have the like crazy psychopath character you also make them very confident you know like exactly. you, you make them just like hoo hoo wild card who knows what i'm going to do and so it's interesting that lynch is more of a kind of like he does feel more just like a mess you yeah. know that he's like he's not in control and he also knows he's not in control enough that like when someone else yells at him he gets kind of like sensitive about it yeah that's what makes him the most interesting like part of this game he also like has really funny slash endearing moments of self-doubt. There's a great quote from him in the third level where Kane's like, ah, we got to break into this bank. And Lynch is like, what, dude? I don't know how to rob a bank. (laughs) It's just, like, really funny. Um, Really quick with the second level. I really want to unpack this because initially when I sat down to play this game, I was like, cool, one to two hours. I can knock this out in one sitting. And this level, uh, once I finished it, made me instantly turn the game off. Um, (laughs) So we have the opening of the game, which isn't great, but it is what it is. It's bombastic and interesting enough, Uh, but it serves as the tutorial for the game. It teaches you how to run, jump, shoot, puts you in numerous firefights. And so now you learn, now you know how to play Kane and Lynch Deadman, and you should be good for the rest of the game. Uh, And then level two is a forced second tutorial where none of the cool shit happens. The first tutorial of the game, you're killing 35 cops in a row. It's fucking rad. And then the second one, Kane's like, hey, I'm going to teach you how to shoot your gun, person I'm not playing as. And what I'm going to do is shoot mannequins in an abandoned mall. Yeah, it's like the most boring version of a video game tutorial. Exactly. And it follows a video game tutorial. It is so bizarre. I had to turn the game off after this moment. I I guess... I, here's here's maybe my theory on this. Not playing as co-op, maybe you can't play the first level in co-op, mm. and so this is like if you if you're playing with your friend, this is where they have to play. And also, it does teach you some some quote unquote squad commands, uh, which will be a constant source of frustration and not helpful. But it is part of the game in this one that like you can tell people to do other stuff. Big disagree on that. Uh, the command to send your homies directly at a person to like focus their fire is great because of uh, previous mentioned issues where anytime, oh, anytime you pull the trigger, you have about a 0.5% chance of hitting them. Uh, if you send your friends after specific people, uh, because they're invincible, they're made of just titanium, they will run through a firefight to make sure they shoot someone point blank. Um, mm-hmm. So you can just take out a whole squad by doing that. It's that is true. And also, um, another thing that we should mention is there is a revive mechanic that actually works solo here. So, mm-hmm. you know, in many co-op games, you die and your partner has a chance to pick you up. In this, you die and your CPU character can can pick you up and has maybe the most stylishly interesting part of the whole aesthetic here which yeah. is that when you die there is the score the score in this game is actually by jesper kid 
uh, Jasper Kid, who did like Assassin's Creed and stuff. And so he's like a competent composer. Most of the soundtrack just sounds like nothing. You know, it's not bad. It's just like the most generic stuff. But when you are downed, it goes into this interesting, sad kind of like synthy piano notes, and it's like and the and the 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 background noise kind of fades away, and you hear the voice of like you know a woman saying like you're worthless i can't believe you ever did it and it's like you know it's kind of an interesting moment of contemplation and then usually lynch comes and picks you up and it's like that's that's interesting you know that's something and it and it happens frequently enough that you know it's like you'll be hearing that a lot but i didn't I didn't get tired of that specifically, even though I got tired of a lot of the game. But then if you if you die too much, uh, Lynch just can't come to get you anymore. And then eventually you'll game over. I didn't know that that was a thing until like chapter four. Because you're just not dying? You're no, no, I gamer. died a ton of times. I don't remember the game telling me. I would die and then it would be like this extended moment where there's like a monologue and I'd be like, what is happening? So I would just, instead of waiting to see what would happen at the end, I would pause it and just hit restart scene so I didn't have to sit through that over and over. Well, and I finally, also think... Finally today, I was like, why does this last so long? So I just sat through it, and then I got revived. I was like, you gotta be fucking <laughs> kidding me. I also think there are some situations where Lynch just can't reach you. Yeah, it doesn't uh, happen it's every just, time. You know, it, it times out. But it does happen, like, enough that it's okay. Um, similar, it, real quick, similar mechanic. Mm-hmm. Uh, this game gives you infinite ammo. Because as soon as you run out of ammo, anyone in your party will just give you more ammo. Which is yeah. interesting. Also, um... I, there are some, eventually you'll get, like, sniper rifles or whatever that, like, have limited enough that it's, you know, you're, you're, I've actually had, like, a partner be like, I'm all out, don't have any more ammo to give you, but mm. for the most part, yeah. Also, there's not reloading, really, or... There is, it, and But I it's just... like, you can't really manually do it, or it doesn't indicate... It's weird. So, I just learned this. It's... Yeah. If you shoot at any point, if you wait a couple seconds, it seems like Kane will just automatically reload his weapon, whether you've shot one bullet or five or six. But mm-hmm. I think, at least on console, uh, PlayStation specifically, if you press the X button, it will make him reload. But the game never seems to indicate that. But the game is also constantly reloading for you. Yeah, that's what's kind of confusing. It's it's a weird... Yeah, it just kind of feels like... It feels kind of like a first video game. Which is weird that it's like from IO. Who have like yeah. <laughs> made a bunch of good video games before this. It, it feels like... Every now and then, a game, you'll see early footage of an alpha or beta build of a video game. And it looks weird. Um, Things aren't, you know, the fidelity hasn't been fully loaded in. I don't think that's the proper uh, vocabulary. But the graphics don't look as good as they should. The the movement kind of looks wonky as they haven't got all the animations in. Uh, Game Informer will publish stuff like this. Or when a Mm -hmm. game's canceled, you'll see some footage like that come out. This feels like playing one of those. It feels... Like, I'm playing a game that is a year or two out from release. Mm-hmm. Um, in all of every way, I keep noticing different things. Like, in cutscenes, it will want to load me into the gameplay section as it's having camera cuts. It's mm-hmm. like, 
it, it, this game feels like it's held together with scotch tape, which yeah. if you know anything about game development, when a game's, you know, still a year or two out from release, uh, they usually are messes. And this feels like you're playing a build the public was not supposed yeah, to play. Yeah, the, the same tape plastered across Kane's lovable nose. Yeah, where'd that come from, by the well, way? He got, he got, like, punched in the face in, like, the tutorial, right? Oh. So isn't that... It's just, it's funny that he's, like, the most average-looking guy in the world, and they're like, we just gotta make him interesting. Like, put, I don't know, give him a scar and, like, a broken nose? Like, <laughs> we have did to they, make him interesting somehow. Did they completely change his look for the second game, or does he just have a beard? Uh, he just has a beard. Okay. Um, I mean, he still has, like, the eye thing, but it's less pronounced. I, God, I can't wait for the second game. Um, One cool detail about Kane is in the very beginning, Lynch uses a shotgun to shoot your handcuffs off. And I, when that happened, I was like, man, that's going to blow, like, metal and, like, probably bits of concrete from the ground into his hands. And if you look, his hands are all fucking <laughs> fucked up and bloody from <laughs> the blowback of that. There you go. Attention to detail. Look, um, I don't have much else in this game that's keeping me going. So, is so that... no, I'm glad. I'm glad you're finding things to, <laughs> to enjoy. So uh, then there's there's so this this mission where you break into a bank, which has a mechanic that we will never see in the rest of the game, as far as I can remember, which is a weird stealth system where someone can like see you doing something. Do you remember this? Where it, yeah, it took me so long to even realize what was happening, where it's like there's a guard and you have to kill them, but if you take too long to kill them, there's like a little window that pops up in the corner of the screen that you realize is like someone else's vision seeing you do the thing. Yeah, it it never shows back up in this form, but it shows back up later in the game when they introduce snipers where you can actually see right. through the sniper scope. But yeah, this stealth section is really weird because it has three enemies and then it's over. And, and there's then... never any more stealth in the game, which honestly, <laughs> yeah. thank God. I mean, like, you know, at this... least they knew to not make you do more stealth. Yeah, the stealth is so weird because, like, first off, this is come from, coming from Io, uh, who made the Hitman games, but the stealth is not like you sneak up behind anyone you just run face first at people with who will pull a gun on you and hope you can melee them before they shoot yeah. you. It's very bizarre. It's it's weird, dude. It's it's weird. Um, okay, so let's just let's just kind of talk about some of the more interesting stuff that happened. So we, this bank this bank heist sucks. Other than the fact that that you come upstairs and Lynch has like killed a bunch of civilians, mm-hmm. which is you know kind of gritty meaninglessness but is interesting a weird thing that happened in my game is that the people he was shooting were also like getting back up and t posing <laughs> like like they were just and so it did look like he was actually kind of in a haunted space because it looked like he was shooting these like teleporting mannequins who were just like <laughs> i think uh, yeah I so think that the, was fine this level is like 30 40 minutes into the game which is like you know you're about halfway done with the game at that point yeah. and it's it is the first part where you start to figure out who these characters are with Kane it's confusing because Kane's a part of this like ultra like mercenary syndicate but he's you just kind of find out he's an idiot and everything he does is wrong which is confusing, mm-hmm. but Lynch, you start to understand there's something very wrong with him in this level in a way that is compelling. Kane, 
nose over tail is uncompelling uh no matter what but lynch this level you're finally like what's fucking up with this dude yeah i mean and i do have to say and i i kind of touched on this in my in my video on it like it is this incredibly broad strokes just like like version of whatever you know i think broadly you could say they wanted to paint him as like schizophrenic but the idea of just like he has a mental illness so he kills people you know like that's that's about as far as they went and i it's bad like that's that is not a good depiction of any kind of mental illness or anything but in a game that is so boring and has like such so little going on even though it's like not a trope that i'm a fan of at all it is like something to hold on to you know so it's like at least there's something here that you can do something with i do think not that it's good or (laughs) particularly um what's the word i'm looking for sensitive to sensitive, uh, yeah yeah sensitive to mental health issues you later learn in the next level that lynch actually blacks out when he has these moments mm-hmm. and you discover that major events you, later in the game you discover major events in his life he doesn't remember major violent events in his life yeah he doesn't remember and it it recontextualizes that bank scene actually and like Again, not a sensitive way, but an interesting way. Uh, yeah, and compared if to... you were if you were playing as him, the game would have changed. You know, yeah. so it's like yeah, that that is something. Um, so so you escape the bank. You have this big kind of shootout uh, in like across the streets of L.A., which is sometimes cool and sometimes just like nothing. Um, and then there is probably the most interesting level so far, which is called the Mizuki, which is inside a a nightclub uh a yakuza led nightclub um and the the interesting part about this level is just like there are a billion people in it like it is so so crowded it is a very cool level all the way up into the point where it is a very terrible level (laughs) yeah but but to start with i mean like i think one of the good parts is there's actually a pretty long time where you don't shoot anyone that yeah. you're just you're just walking through this nightclub and it's it's just kind of like you're just taking in how many people there are here and it's it's yeah. that kind of like early crowd thing you know like dead rising could do a million zombies because zombies don't have to be smart and this has even more because they have to do even less like the people are essentially like like blades of grass or something you know you just kind of walk through them and they move but it does have that feeling of being in a club where it's like your friend might be three people away, but you can't see them because it's just so dense. And you can't run through the crowd. You have to walk very slowly through this nightclub. Mm-hmm. And that is really cool. Like, you can't do the video game thing where you're sprinting around jumping, you know, while, like, w- when a normal person would be walking. Like, you have to take the time to work your way through this crowd. And it's yeah. impressive for a 2007 game. Yeah, so uh, so then there's the unfortunate part, which is the reason you're here. Um, and that is because uh, for for whatever reason, help me with this. Uh, they, I don't know. <laughs> okay, so, so there is there's a woman in the nightclub who is the daughter of one of the Yakuza leaders. And you, you want to capture her and use her as a bargaining chip 
I am not sure for what. A briefcase, I believe. <laughs> okay. This game the, loves briefcases. Yeah, I I don't know what exactly. I mean, I understand you're taking her hostage, um, and then you brutalize this poor woman, mm-hmm. um, and then she escapes, and you just brutalize her again, and then the level's over. Um, but the ultimate end goal was completely lost on me. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I agree. So, so you, you come up to her, you just kind of like yell at her and, and then hit her and, and duct tape her up. And it's, it's just like, you know, I, I do, I would have these kind of comments when I was like, well, I have to say something about the treatment of women in these games. Like, I understand that the people are bad you know it's like we're not playing as good people and i'm not asking them to be kind of like you know patron saints or whatever but there is it it, it's not i just feel like when you're putting images of essentially domestic abuse-esque violence in a game i don't think it's off limits but i feel like there should be some purpose to it you know and and it's we've gotten to a point where it's like you know what not all violence in video games has to be like meaningful i'm kind of okay with just shooting a million like faceless bank guards because like whatever but but for me walking up and just like punching this woman in the mouth which is essentially what you do is just like so kind of it, it's so meaningless like the rest of the game, but unlike the rest of the game, it's it's playing with an issue that's, like, sensitive, and it just doesn't exactly. have the, the this, sensitivity to do it. This game is pulling on a lot of gritty movie tropes, and a trope is definitely, let's show person is bad by beating woman. Mm-hmm. Which, to be fair, beating women, very bad. But, like, also, putting that on screen doesn't, like you said, serve a purpose other than to just brutalize someone. And it's, there's no reason, you don't, she seems willing to have a chat with you, and mm-hmm. instead Lynch beats the fuck out of her. Yeah, like, to and the point where Kane has to be like, dude, you gotta stop. Yeah, I mean, there's there's a good, um, one, of, one of the, like, you know, uh, video game tropes versus women series um or, or yeah is that that's what it's called anita sarkeesian series um talks about um women as place setting where where it's saying like it's not that they're saying beating women is good but it is saying that this yeah. woman exists for no reason other than to get beat up you know that her point is to exactly. emphasize something else about the environment or the characters and like she herself doesn't matter um and i just like when you google kane and lynch the second image that comes up is just like kane and lynch looking cool holding a woman by the hair with duct tape over her mouth and and it's like so clearly like they're just using her to make a statement about them and she is Mm. utterly meaningless other than that and she's it, dead in 15 minutes later yeah is she's she she dies off yeah. screen just because lynch kills her or yeah, or it's... you know like presumably you would have done that in co-op i guess um, oh i don't know 
I, didn't I, I think you probably that. would have, which again, maybe that's interesting, but it's not as a single player game. And so it just, it just sucks. Like it's, yeah. it's just like, it's not redeeming. There's nothing cool about it. It's just a bummer. It's um, also, I think, missing a sound effect when he punches her, which is very jarring. Yeah, it's so then the, but, the audio in this game is all over the place. It's boy. Um, then there is some interesting gameplay because then you have to go back through the club, which is still filled with people and is also filled with people trying to shoot you. And and so this is this they didn't necessarily I would say if this level was made in 2020 it would be at almost as unacceptable as like a level where you flew a plane into two buildings. You know, the idea what? of like having a shootout in a nightclub uh yeah is is pretty much a, a third wire now and maybe even should have been then um but you know playing it in 2020 it certainly feels uncomfortable to have the situation in which you're you're shooting at people who are shooting at you amidst the sea of people and there's also kind of no consequence if you hit any of them i'm gonna implicate myself here real quick Go uh, for it. what you have to do in this level is um work through a sea of people and try to shoot the bad guys who you can tell are bad guys because they're holding flashlights, which I actually thought was a neat little touch mm-hmm. as to uh, signpost who you, the enemies are. Um, they're very hard to hit because of how many people are running in front of you. And as we said, the guns don't shoot straight. But you can clear those rooms pretty quickly. And so to save myself the frustration, I would blind fire into groups of people to get them to either Oof. fall or move out of my way. Because... Uh, when I said this level was really cool until it got really bad, this is the exact moment I think this level is absolutely miserable. It's frustrating to you can what I liked earlier in the level where you have to slowly walk through these people. Uh, you have to do during firefights now. You cannot run to get to where you're going while you're being shot. It's hard to evade. Um, so that's frustrating. Uh, your vision is often obfuscated by. 35 people running in front of you so I, you just got to get rid of them somehow so usually shooting does it um and then this level is nearly pitch black because it's in a club um and your enemies um are wearing black suits so in the event they don't have their flashlights they're invisible and they will kill you when they're yep. in a corner and you can't see them and then after you fight through the entirety of this nightclub get to the roof or almost to the roof. She gets away. She runs back to her office. You break into her office. Uh, die a million times as you try to figure out how to incapacitate her. It's very dumb and annoying. And then you have to walk the exact same route through God, this level. Sucks. But the level is empty and dead quiet. And then people are disappearing into the corners because they're wearing black suits killing you and you just have to work your way back through yeah i mean it is like you know kind of theoretically i think it's interesting to have this like three different interactions with the same space you know that you have like one non-violent with a lot of people one violent with a lot of people and then third violent with no one and it's interesting how the space is different when there's no one in it from when there were Mm. you know a million people in it that all just sounds interesting to talk about but playing it it's just not like it's it's this game is just so aggressively it's it's unfun but it's not unfun in the way that we could say something like 
I don't know, pathologic is where like it's supposed to be unfun to make you think about stuff. Yeah. This is just like they wanted it to be fun and it's not. You know, that's the vibe. The level design is I don't know, objectively bad for a third person shooter. Even though a level might have something interesting going on, like there being 200 people in a dance club, it doesn't make sense from a mechanical standpoint once you get into the combat. And this level is a great example of this. This is a cover shooter with, and now you're in a level with no cover. Yeah. And not only that, your aiming is constantly being fucked up by npcs running in front of you so the solution is to commit mass murder just so you can clear your own cone of vision like just from a raw level design standpoint this game will fail you it wants to funnel you up staircases a lot of the times but hide someone right beyond your field of vision one shotgun blast in this game will kill you like, at th- this level, I think, is the worst defender of the ones we played of this game. Just not having level design that makes sense for what the game actually is. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So then let's let's just quickly move on. So there's, there's the level exchange, which you're theoretically going to give this woman that you've kidnapped over. Uh, but then that doesn't work out because uh, Lynch kills her. So you, as Kane basically just walk into the middle of this field and then walk back because it's like, oh, we don't have someone to hand off anymore. Uh, it's this, empty, this empty field that within half a second then has 40 people in it. Which yeah, is very and snipers. Uh, great yeah, stuff. Snipers um, real bad because you do some like uh, pixel hunting, like those old computer games where you do seek and find. It took mm-hmm. me forever to find those guys. Uh, and then there is the mission reunion in which you learn that Kane has a wife and daughter. Oh, no, you uh, learned that just... in, oh, yeah. that in the you, beginning of the game. You know, you knew that, but uh, you meet them. Um, yeah, right. You meet them, and and I think more importantly, I guess you're asked to care about them. You know, it's like, it, it yeah. seems like the game wants this to be meaningful, uh, because because Kane is kidnapped, Kane, both Kane and Lynch are kidnapped, and and the bad men bring his wife and daughter out of a car, and Kane's like freaking out. You know, he's mm. like, "Don't don't bring them here," and his his wife uh, is just yelling at him, being like, "I can't believe you didn't give up this life." Because <laughs> even even when you were supposed to care about them. This game seems to just hate women so much that they won't let, you know, one be anything except this kind of, like, nag who gets in the way of what you want, you know? Yeah, and then fucking gets her brains blown. And then just gets shot immediately. You know, she has maybe 40 seconds of screen time. Um uh, and Kane gets mad, uh, and then you, you hit people with a shovel, uh, and his daughter does not die. Um, well, she died about seven times for me. <laughs> okay, yes. This level level's in, very in the, uh, Ideally, your daughter does not die. Um, here's something I will say about this level. Uh, might sound like faint praise. I was trying to hold on to what little there was here. 
the skybox like the time of day oh yeah it's pretty good really interesting like Looks it's good it's kind of like a like sunset e and it's like overcast but pink on the outside and you're in this raining construction site and so it's that thing where it's it's raining but it's also kind of sunny in the distance and so there's this glow there there are things in this game that are good you know yeah. that's and that's kind of what's frustrating about it is that maybe it'd be even like if it was all terrible we probably wouldn't even be playing it but like there is some stuff in it that's interesting i'd argue it is all terrible we're only playing it to get to the sequel maybe (laughs) maybe um though kudos to this level for introducing the kane and lynch horde mode (laughs) oh yeah that's pretty cool i like that 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 happens you spend 20 minutes fighting four hordes uh, and it takes about three minutes to load each different one after you kill a wave. That's really cool. Yeah, and then at the end, I I genuinely did laugh when this happens. There's just like a giant kind of earth mover truck thing that just breaks through a wall. And in my case, just ran over me and I died. Yeah, <laughs> this is, yeah, it's, a, it's cool that this game also has a boss fight. Uh, yeah. where I had to go on probably a 13-year-old GameFAQs message board to figure out how to finish, mm-hmm. um, which it's complete. It's so inconsistent. Um, it, I could never... Th- it can kill your daughter, even when technically it's not supposed to, if she happens to stand up or it goes off its own track. Because what's supposed to happen is it will drive over you a couple times. But your daughter can stand up and be hit by it, or the truck can go off its normal path where the wheel goes into the ditch you're in. (laughs) So you might be thinking, like, the truck goes over you, you have time to figure out, I need to shoot this truck. It turns around, and it's supposed to go over you again, turn around, and I'm sure at some point, you know, you may have three times before finally it kills you. It can kill you on the first time. Mm-hmm. It's what I learned you have to do. Shout out to whoever uh, wrote this on the GameFAQs message board is get out of the ditch, climb onto a van nearby to keep yourself safe, and then just spam it with shots. It's confusing, frustrating, confounding, and all of the above. It, it also demands accuracy from you while simultaneously denying you accuracy because of what game it is. Yeah. Uh, real quick question. Does this level take place in Tokyo or Los Angeles? Oh, who knows? It's truly uh, it's impossible very, to say. In, in the Tokyo level, you're like, man, that sucked. Everything went wrong. And then it flashes to Lynch getting punched in the face and then never tells you where you are. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah. So uh, confusing. And and I, I, will, I will spoil this for you kind of by saying like, this is like the most significant story beat that happens in the entire game. You oh, know good. that that like after this there's kind of not. And so it's it's weird for several reasons. One because it's just so poorly done, you know, that it it's just like here's a wife, blamo, here's your daughter, care about her. Um but also it's weird because this is chapter 7 of a 16 chapter game and then it's like for the next 9 you're kind of just not doing anything. Good. I'm. This is great. Yeah. So it's looking forward to. It's it. weird, you know. And I kind of, I don't know. I kind of wish there were more levels like this because even though it is so like dog shit to play, at least yeah. there is 
there is like a significant change that happens to one of the characters' lives, and yeah. and then what happens after this is nothing for like an hour and a half. Well, it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool that so you go to bury your dead wife, mm-hmm. uh, and then you uh, the camera shows what's behind Kane as he's having this emotional moment, and he has stolen the huge truck that is the boss fight and just driven it down the L.A. freeway. <laughs> it's the That's, funniest shit that truly should have been in the level, the, which is very confusing because one that's not street legal you can't just drive one of those things it's like the size of those like sand things in the beginning of star wars anyway um you can't just drive that on the la freeway because it takes up like two to three lanes and also the level part of the level is waiting for black vans to show up so they could have just Anyway, they needed to break into a prison, I understand, but it's very funny to imagine them driving that thing down the street. It's goofy. Okay, and so then comes, uh, we'll wrap this up with with kind of maybe the worst, like the least interesting level so far, which is just like you're breaking into a prison to get some other dudes out because you're still trying to accomplish a task that hasn't really been communicated clearly, but you need some more dudes in this prison. You need people you hate. And that think you're there to kill them, which is well. Well, here's the thing: Cain uh, hates everyone, and everyone oh, hates Cain, and he has right. no redeeming qualities, including me. I hate him. <laughs> yes, and and he would hate you too if he knew you. Um, so yeah, it's just it's a it's a very standard prison level. There's there's not really anything particularly interesting that happens um, in this section. I mean, it just ends with you you know getting some dudes out a prison riot happens which is kind of interesting there's it's the npcs will kind of fight amongst themselves at one point which just mechanically is kind of interesting but Mm -hmm. other than that nah there's nothing good going on in this yeah so there's there's a prison riot you get out um that's about it so you've played half of kane and lynch 2 or you've played half of kane and lynch 1 um is there i i know i've already this spoiled basically my feelings on the second half of the game but like what would you like to if there was a way that this game could kind of turn what it was doing around what do you think it would have to do for you honestly just be fun to play just be like not even be fun to play just be engaging enough to play or just feel like it functionally works Mm -hmm. like the story is not going to do it for me I don't even, I don't find the story reprehensible or disgusting or rotten, I guess. Uh, Even in, uh, have you ever seen the movie The Poughkeepsie Tapes? No. It's a found footage movie that I think New Line was putting out and it ended up, they ended up pulling it because it was so honestly disgusting and reprehensible. And I watched it not too long ago. It's a found footage horror movie about a serial killer. Mm -hmm. Uh, It is pretty gross and pretty nihilistic. And if we did a movie version of this podcast, we would have to watch the Poughkeepsie tape. Sure. But it's interesting enough at what it does that even though I kind of hate it, I'm willing to sit with it sure. and see it through. Kane and Lynch, if you wrote all the story beats down on paper, is also reprehensible in similar ways, uh, but it's just not interesting. So the story is not going to change around 
change for me in any ways that I perceive. Mm-hmm. The only thing I want at this point is it to just feel like a functioning video game. Right. And I, it, it doesn't make sense that the back half of this game <laughs> yeah. would change mechanically. Oh, yeah, the, the last nine levels really turn it around. Yeah. But like, so that's not going to happen for me. And even the conceit of like this podcast, which is to talk about these like narrative themes. I don't even think it's interesting enough to do that. It's not like, I don't even hate it in an interesting way. It's just <laughs> uninteresting. It's, it can't even be interesting when it's being gross and disgusting. Right. It's just boring in that way too, which is, you know, luckily it's only four hours, which is the mercy, <laughs> mercy of this It's true. Game. They really, they really did us a solid with that one. I do think if anyone wants to play along, honestly, there are just like three hour, maybe even less YouTube videos to watch there's no it's this game's like hard to launch on pc and 15 dollars on last gen consoles it's weird to even get running at this point just watch a playthrough of it yeah and get to the sequel yeah um so in the next episode we will be finishing up kane and lynch one uh and we will be talking about what we are hoping to see from kane and lynch 2 i've already played it blake hasn't um that will be yeah uh do you want you want to talk about how people can can get their hands on this early blake yeah uh so this used to be i mean if you're listening to it you know this is not in the game query feed anymore if you're a returning listener that is um so we've taken this from game query and moved it under uh blake hester llc uh my little empire i'm running here so if you want to support it and get it early probably usually i put things out five to seven days early you can do that at patreon.com slash blake hester just my name no word or one word no like hyphens or any of that stuff just blake hester and then you get it early about a week which is cool um which i guess would also give you time to write in with questions and everything which you can also do through patreon yeah if you got if you got questions throw them our way i'm sure we'll be kind of like looking for things to talk about um so so let us let us know about that and we will be we'll be continuing with with the rest of this series um and then with other games in the future so if you have other something rotten games write in write in with those as well uh for now well let me ask you before before we do our 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 drops our plugs our links anything else you want to say about about the how you're feeling about the series or the game anything like that i am extremely looking forward to Kane and Lynch 2. I spent some time watching the trailers for Kane and Lynch 1 and 2 today. Uh, The trailers for 1 are actually kind of cool. The trailers for 2 are amazing. That game has the grossest, worst style, and I'm excited to engage with it for a similar reason to why I watched all of Poughkeepsie tapes, because I'm not sure (laughs) I'm going to love that game, but I think I'm going to be interested in seeing that game through and where it takes me. It is um, it is an interesting game. Um, I will say, yes, I'm suffering through one right now. I'm having a horrible time. We are we are all suffering. Well, my name is Jacob Geller. You can find my YouTube channel at Jacob Geller or me on Twitter by also searching that. Um, and and that's about it for me blake where can people find you and also have you done anything uh cool lately you got any good like writer in the writing in the cooker no not really at all uh i quit my job at unwinnable <laughs> so that's over <laughs> i guess it wasn't technically a job but um uh no i have like a huge big thing coming out in uh november that's exciting that i can't talk about 
but it's very long. And then maybe something before that that fans of Rockstar might want to pay attention to. Ooh. But I, I can't talk about either thing. Blake uh, is releasing right Agent on a PS5. That's right. Finally. It, it's it's going to be worse than Kane and Lynch. <laughs> but All no, right. actually, I have nothing coming out. Um, so unfortunately, I have nothing to plug. It's not true. We got we we got something rotten coming out. That's true. Uh, Patreon.com slash Blakecaster, where I'm doing this and other podcasts and shit. All right. And so until next time, keep it rotten. Keep it sleazy. Should we come up with a catchphrase? No, no. I'm going to cut that out for keep sure. Keep it rotten, baby. See oh, you next God. time. <laughs> oh, wait. How about this? Keep on rotten in the new world. Keep on rotten in the new world. Thank you to Jeffrey Kieschlick, Jeremy Bull, JV Gwaltney, Jill Grote, and Kenneth Shepard for supporting Something Rotten at $10 and or above on Patreon. If you would like to support the show and get episodes early, you can do that at patreon.com slash Blake Hester.